self-development with tactics. So, I don't really know what to do, and so the most sensical thing to do is recording another episode. And this is what I'm gonna do right now. So How to Be Happy When Everything Goes Wrong by James Clear from the Behavioral Psychology and Life Lessons section. And there we go. In the summer of 2010, Rachel Friedman was preparing for one of the best periods of her life. She was recently engaged, surrounded by her best friends and enjoying her bachelorette party. Friedman and her friends were spending the day at the pool when one of them playfully pushed her into the shallow end of the water. Friedman floated slowly to the top of the pool until her face emerged. It was immediately obvious that something was wrong. This isn't a joke, she said. Uh, her head had struck the bottom of the pool and scattered two uh, vertebrae. In particular, the fracture of her C6 vertebrae. Uh, severed her spinal cord and left her permanently paralyzed from the chest down. She would never walk again. We're just so happy. One year later, Rachel Friedman became Rachel Chapman. As she married her new husband, she decided to share some of her own thoughts on the whole experience during an online question and answer session in 2013. She started, she started by discussing some of the challenges you might expect. It was hard for a job that could accommodate her physical disability. It could be frustrating and uncomfortable to deal with the nerve pain. But she also shared a variety of surprisingly positive answers. For example, when asked things changed for the worse, she said. Well, things did change, but I can't say in a bad way at all. Then, when asked about her relationship with her husband, she said, I think we are just so happy because my injury could have been worse. So I'm gonna skip a few parts. The surprising truth about happiness. There is a social psychologist at Harvard University by the name of Dan Gilbert. Gilbert's best-selling book, Stumbling on Happiness, which I have gone through a summary of, discusses the many ways in which we miscalculate how situations will make us happy or sad and reveal some counterintuitive insights about how to be happy. One of the primary discoveries from researchers like Gilbert is that extreme inescapable situations often trigger a response from our brain that increases positivity and happiness. For example, imagine your house is destroyed in an earthquake or you suffer a serious injury in a car accident and lose the use of your legs. When asked to describe the impact of such an event, most people talk about how devastating it would be. Some people even say they would rather be dead than never be able to walk again. But what researchers find is that when people actually suffer, actually suffer, uh, a traumatic event like living throughout an earthquake, uh, through an earthquake or becoming paraplegic, their happiness levels are nearly identical six months after the event as they were the day before the event. So how can this be? The impact bias. Traumatic events tend to trigger what Gilbert refers to as our psychological immune system. Our psychological immune systems promote our brain's ability to deliver a positive outlook and happiness from an inescapable situation. This is the opposite of what we would expect when we imagine such an event. As Gilbert says, people are not aware of the fact that their defenses are more likely to be triggered by intense rather than mild suffering. 
Thus, they mispredict their own emotional reactions to misfortunes of different sizes. This effect works in a similar way for extremely positive events. For example, consider how it would feel to win the lottery. Many people assume that winning the lottery would immediately deliver long-lasting happiness, but research found that the opposite is the truth. In the very famous study published by researchers at Northwestern University in 1978, it was discovered that the happiness levels of paraplegics and lottery winners were essentially the same within a year after the event occurred. You read that correctly or read that correctly and you've heard that correctly. <laughs> one person won a life-changing sum of money and another person lost the use of their limbs and within one year the two people were equally happy. So it is um, something that I kind of lost track of and I do remember one particular event pretty uh, recently where I actually visited a good friend of mine um, uh, four hour drive with the train and stuff and whatnot. And I thought, well, this is going to be the most amazing weekend I'm ever going to have in my whole entire life. The last time it was just brilliant and amazing. And then the day came and I, I was there and I kind of misjudged it. I completely misjudged it. I don't want to say that it was bad, but it didn't make me as happy as I thought it is gonna. And reversely and or on the opposite there are some days where i'm just fucking happy and pretty glad that that i'm doing whatever the fuck i'm doing even if it is something that's you know really insignificant even if it is like working or if some shit gets done or if i find another series that i completely enjoy and so on and so on and so on it's like crazy and interesting and strange that sometimes i really deeply miscalculate that and I'm actually pretty glad that I'm reading this now because I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it quite often and but yeah I'm gonna skip a bit how to be happy where to go from here there are two primary takeaways from the impact bias about how to be happy first we have a tendency to focus on the thing that changes and forget about the things that don't change when thinking about winning the lottery, we imagine that event and all of the money that it will bring in. But we forget about the other 99% of life and how it will remain more or less the same. We will still feel grumpy if we don't get enough sleep. We will still wait and rush our traffic. We still have to work out if we want to stay in shape. We still have to send in our taxes each year. It will still hurt when we lose a loved one. It will still feel nice to relax on a porch and watch the sunset. We imagine a change, but we forget the things that stay the same. Second, a challenge is an in impediment to a particular thing, not to you as a person. In the words of Greek philosophers, Epictetus said, and this is a quote now, going lame is an impediment to your leg, but not to your will. We overestimate how much negative events will harm our lives for precisely the same reason that we overvalue how much positive events will help our lives. We focus on things that occurs, like losing a leg, but forget about all the other experiences of life. Writing thank you notes to friends, watching football games on a weekend, reading a good book, eating a tasty meal, there are all pieces of these are all pieces of the good life you can enjoy with with or without a leg. Mobility issues represent but a small fraction of the experiences available to you. Negative events can create task-specific challenges, but the human experience is broad and varied. 
There is plenty of room for happiness in a life that may seem very foreign or undesirable to your current imagination. For more on how to be happy and the fascinating ways in which our brain creates happiness, read Dan Gilbert's book Stumbling on Happiness. Um, maybe I actually should read Stumbling on Happiness. Um, Stumbling on Happiness Summary. I do quickly want to go through some points. Well, there's actually a 4minutebooks.com summary, which tends to be very, 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 very short. And this is what I'm willing to give you before I end this episode. The one-sentence summary. Stumbling on happiness examines the capacity of our brains to fill in gaps and simulate experiences, shows how our lack of awareness of these powers sometimes lead us to wrong decisions and how we can change our behavior to synthesize our own happiness. Which is really something that I've been looking for quite some time because I I feel like that I do kind of fuck up the experience of life that I'm having with my thoughts and with how I'm viewing things and with how I'm living things and so on and so on and so on. So I think that my mental game is really shit at a time and I want to change it and I've been looking for a book and I kind of have the feeling that this is what I'm searching for. So here are my three major takeaways. Your brain is really bad at filling in the blanks, but it keeps on trying. You should always compare products based on value, never on past price. Bad experiences are better than no experiences. Time to double check. So the first lesson, do you know you have a blind spot? It is a certain area of your vision that basically is blank. You can't see what is there due to your nerve vibes blocking your retina where they leave the eye. Why have you never noticed any black spots on photographs then? Because your brain fills in the missing information. It guesses and guesses what needs to be there and adds the remaining pieces to the image. If you stop to think for a second, you'll notice that this means your brain completely invents a part of your vision and therefore your reality in any given moment. Not only is this an incredible trick your brain plays on you, it does so all the time and is often wrong. For example, your memories, you might be at a party and have the time of your life, but right before going bad, someone throws up on you new shoes. Chances are your brain won't store this in your memory as the greatest night of all the time, but exaggerate the part the bad part of the experiences, experience at the end leaving you to remember it as a bad party. Similarly, you only need to think about wanting a, to eat a pizza at a new restaurant, which I do a lot and your brain instantly conjures up the perfect experience, smell and taste in your head. Naturally, you believe in this best case scenario of the future and are disappointed at anything less than that. Neglecting the millions of alternative scenarios, the place could have burned down for all of you. No. For all you know, your brain is not so great at filling in those blankets, but it will keep trying to just be aware of when it's doing it. Always compare products based on value, not on past price. Dang it, how could that coffee place raise the price again? We usually compare products based on prices we are used to, so if your espresso now costs one buck instead of 50 cents, you are annoyed and think it's a ripoff. Instead of comparing it to previous prices or other coffee, try thinking about what you could get for the money elsewhere. Once you realize that one buck won't even buy you a carrot, maybe a single sock and 10 minutes of parking tops, the espresso will seem like a much better deal in spite of the higher price. Similarly, people will rather buy a $500 TV that was reduced from 600 bucks instead of getting the same TV for 400 bucks if the price went up from 300. Yeah, 
and this is a fucked up thing um especially because in online shops and whatnot you can just totally fake that you know you could be like well initially this cost ten thousand bucks you know let's just overdo it and now it is only 30 bucks and also it's 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 a discount of i don't know 300 percent so buy it fucker anyway always judge based on value for the money never make price comparisons and the last one is bad experiences are better than no experiences marry them in this case the person will become a pyromaniac down the road someone who sets fires on purpose for personal enjoyment and might light up your house not marry them in this case the person will become a billionaire which one you do, would you regret more astonishingly gilbert says it's the latter because even if your spouse turns out to be a complete maniac your brain can still learn something from the experience and see the positiveness in it you'll probably walk away from this experience thinking huh Anyone that comes now will be better and the worst is behind me or now I can really assess people a lot better. But it is hard for your brain to come up with a positive view of something that never happened since you don't even know what it's like to be married to a billionaire. You kick yourself for not going for it in the first place and thus end up unhappier. So whatever you do, do something. Action beats inaction every time. And then it is all about like kind of rephrasing things and well also the stories that you're having in your life and about yourself and whatnot but especially like the angle in which you're viewing the current situation you know because it's not black and white it's not this and that or the other thing there's like an unlimited amount of views that you can have on a given situation you know you can view something in a very good way and um, on the other hand you can view something in just such a tremendously you know quote-unquote bad way and, and, and whatnot which yeah it is fucked and gee but um yeah good to see you next time